Hey everyone, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. This is episode 241 to be exact. Welcome to a no tin foil hat show. I don't believe in all that far out stuff. I just try to keep this rooted in common sense. Well, this episode is about water catchment, and Mexican Joe contributed an excellent guest podcast. He's been trying to help me out. Most of you know I'm going through cancer treatments. So the shows are kind of coming out at weird times and not on a regular weekly basis because obviously my, my treatments and my family have to come first. But prepping still is it's a big deal and hey folks you know what guess what <laughs> the stink has really hit the fan for my family now both my wife and i are battling uh pretty tough life-threatening illnesses but you know what this is what we prepare for i recently had a chance to have dinner with a listener and uh, i'm going to keep his name private but it was really good to have dinner with a listener who happened to be in town and you know we were talking about being debt free so i wanted to talk a little bit about that again i i've i've covered that many many times on this show but i'm going to say it again i think i personally think that the number one prep that anybody should have on their list at the very top of your list needs to be getting out of debt you got to get out of debt, folks. It's been uh, nearly eight years for my wife and I being out of debt. And let me tell you what. We have, well, I'm not going to give you the exact amount, but if I were to lose my job tomorrow, which is not going to happen, but if I were to lose my job tomorrow, we could go for a very, very long time and not miss a payment on any of our expenses. Okay? Now, we would have to cut back, certainly. We'd have to cut back a lot. But we'd, we'd keep the house payment paid, we'd keep the lights on, we'd keep all the utilities paid, and plenty of food in our refrigerator and our pantry, and even pay for quite a bit of preps for a very long time. Let me just say, it would be more than a year, okay? Uh, and that's because we're debt-free, and that is because we spend less than we make. And it takes a lot of discipline, folks, and it's not easy. But that needs to be the number one prep. And I know it's negative out there, folks. I know there's all kinds of negativity out there. If you listen to the news, it's negative. If you watch the stock market up and down, up and down, up and down, it's negative. You know what, folks? I, You know, our problems are not going to get solved at the ballot box. I just really don't think so. And maybe I'm just too common sense about this stuff. I don't know. What do you think? Am I just too common sense about this stuff? You know, we're not going to fix our problems voting in new politicians. I know a lot of people think that. If you turn on the news, that's all you hear. Yeah, you know, vote for so-and-so. They're going to fix your problems. No, they're not. We are going to fix our problems by fixing ourselves. And one thing we still have in this country, and I really believe that we're going to have in the USA for a long time, is we're going to have the ability to live life on our own terms the way that we want to live it. At least to a certain extent. I know the government keeps trying to chip away at freedoms like crazy, and they do. But, you know, we still we still can stand up and we can say, you know what? I'm going to live life the way I want to live it. And, you know, I think recently with the situation with uh, Mr. Cliven Bundy out in, in Nevada, the, uh, the, the cattle rancher that's made so much news. You know, there's a perfect example right there. 
of people standing up to government bullying and saying, we're not going to take this anymore. Well, why can't you do the same thing in your own life? Why can't you say, you know what? I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm not going to live this way anymore. I'm going to change the way I live. I'm going to begin by getting debt-free. And then once I get debt-free, I'm going to start preparing for all kinds of different scenarios that I know that might hit me and my family. And I'm going to make sure I have plenty of food stored. And I'm going to make sure I have plenty of water stored. And when you hear Mexican Joe's upcoming little segment that he recorded for me about water catchment, I think you're going to get some good ideas from that. But it's the people. It's the people of this country that are going to take it back. And that's just the way it is. And if you read Glenn Tate's book series, you know, he spends a lot of time talking about and writing about government bullying. Well, I think recently out in Nevada, we saw a good example of government being a bully. And this is not the only time and it's not going to be the last time. I'm recording this uh, right after tax day. Folks, our taxation system is a form of government bullying. Would you agree with me on that? Our, our taxation system is tyranny. But we, the people, can stand up and we can do something about it. And I try to teach that to my son, that you can live the life that you want to live and nobody can take that away from you and nobody can stop that, stop you from that for the most part. Uh, speaking of the situation in Nevada recently, you know, um, with uh, with Clive and Bundy, one thing that I have been disappointed in is the news media has failed to cover the fact that this is also why we need a Second Amendment. Most of you know I'm, I'm a big Second Amendment guy, and you know when when the people using arms and using determination decided to stand up to the government. And, and they had weapons. This is why, folks, I think, I think we saw a modern day example of why we have to have the Second Amendment. And I was very disappointed that there wasn't much coverage of that. Okay, anyway, um, I'd like to make a couple of announcements before I go ahead and bring Mexican Joe's segment on here. First of all, the website, todayssurvival.com. Todayssurvival.com, that has two S's in that address, todayssurvival.com. If you like this show, if you like what I do, uh, keep in mind, folks, I don't have any sponsors. So the only way that this show uh, keeps going and uh, keeps the bills paid is, is by, by generous listeners like you. If you are going to make an Amazon purchase... If you don't mind, would you mind going over to my website, todayssurvival.com, click the Amazon store page, and when you do that, you'll see a direct link to my Amazon store. If you buy your Amazon purchases through my link, i got a lot of people doing it, and it's great. Thank you very much for the support. Obviously, I get a little fee for that, and it helps uh, keep the bills paid. So thank you very much to all of you who have done that. Also, the Survival Champions Club, consider some of the exclusive podcasts on various uh, topics. And if you go over to, if you go to, the, to uh, todayssurvival.com, click the Survival Champions Club, you're going to see some of the uh, different 
topics. Uh, White Bear is also going to be contributing some videos shortly. I should be getting those and making those available to you. You'll see the prices. Normally it's $25 for podcasts. Per podcast, 25 bucks, or you can get the entire collection for 75 Those are a couple ways that you can support my show. I'd very much appreciate that. If you want to leave a voicemail message, I'm going to be doing a voicemail show coming up shortly. Give me about a week or two, and I'm going to be answering some voicemails that have already come in. You can call 210-646-1727. I use that voicemail for both podcasts, 210-646-1727. So leave me a voicemail up to three minutes in length. It'll cut you off after three minutes, so try to be brief. You want to ask a question, make a comment, whatever. I'd love to hear from you. If you don't want to be on the air, tell me that. Otherwise, I will put your voicemail on the air. Okay. Well, that's it, folks, for my little um, synopsis that I wanted to record. So here's Mexican Joe, part of the Northeast Texas Preppers Group. One of these days, I'm going to get up there to Tyler, and I'm going to visit with him and Dave. I keep promising those guys I'm going to do that, and I am going to do that. Got a few priorities. Got to stay alive first, so that's going to be in fact i'm going in tomorrow for another chemotherapy treat chemotherapy treatment and that's going to be priority number one i'm going to be doing a podcast on nutrition coming up because you know i've been learning a lot about proper nutrition for cancer treatments or for cancer patients but i think it also applies to healthy people even if you're healthy uh, proper nutrition is very good and i've been learning a whole lot been learning a whole lot i'll tell you what this is a life-changing experience in many ways. So I'll be doing a nutrition podcast coming up shortly. But here's Mexican Joe. Mexican Joe here, uh, back uh, to help Bob out with the podcast. Um, something that I've been bouncing around and I'm actually pulling the trigger on is water catchment. Um, we need water. Uh, there's free water. Uh, it falls out of the sky, so I want to kind of go over some couple of the ideas I've got on it and some of the ways I'm thinking about doing water catchment. Um, again, we can't live without water. We can live longer without food, but uh, not everything we have and that we're growing or whatever needs water. Our animals need water. Our plants need water. So water is the key. Now, um, what I've come up with is... You can do water catchment and use your downspouts off of your existing home. Uh, if it's got a shingle roof, uh, clay, tile, whatever it is, you can, you can, that water, you can catch it in those bigger two and three hundred gallon, um, or smaller, even half a fifty five gallon drum. Uh, you can catch it in drums and then you just scoop it out and use buckets to water your plants, do whatever there. Something to keep in mind when you're, uh, catching water, is that you do not want to drink water that has come off of uh, uh, a tile roof or standard shingles because they are tar-based, so that is a petroleum product. So you will get some residual petroleum in that water. Uh, it does not hurt your plants. Obviously, it runs off your roof every day, and your plants do just fine. Um, you know, you're not melting the, the, the petroleum out, so it's not really a big deal. Now, that water is good for... Um, like I said, watering your plants, irrigating, stuff like that, that's fine. That's great for, you know, that water. What you want to do is if you want to grab water that you can drink, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to grab water off of a steel building or a metal roof. Um, metal roofs are clean, and that's how you handle that. 
the water runs off. It's, it's other than just having the standard dust, pollen, leaves, or whatever. You shouldn't have a problem. Now, one of the keys to it is that your water catchment and your gutters. There's different systems that they've got out so that your first so many gallons gets dumped because that's cleaning the debris out of your gutters. Um, I think that's a really good thing. Um, my design is a little bit different. Um, rather than having to do that, mine is totally manual. Um, what I've designed is I've looked at Gutter Helmet, uh, which is a company that has a gutter where the water runs across the top of the gutter and hooks and comes back in so leaves don't get in. Those are really nice. I recently got a quote for one for my metal building, and just to put one gutter up on one side of my 30-foot long building was $700 with downspouts. Um, $700, $750, bucks, something like that. Now, it's an awesome gutter, but I can build an entire system for both sides of my building for the same money just going to Home Depot and getting what I need. Home Depot or Lowe's, whatever, one of the box stores. Um, so, anyway, so what I'm going to do is, and I'm going to send Bob pictures on all this stuff, is I'm going to take my gutter and I'm going to pitch it all one direction. So my 30-foot long shop, all of the rain that the gutters catch is all going one way on both sides. Um, it will go in, it will hit a downspout, it will come down the downspout, and it will go over top of what I call them, I call them Gaylords, I think that's what they're called. They're 250-gallon square plastic polyurethane tanks. They've usually got an aluminum-style cage around them. They've got a screw-in top on the bottom, and they've got a uh, ball valve on the, or they've got a screw-in cap on the top, and a ball valve on the bottom, so you can open up and drain them. The key to these Gaylords or to any of these barrels when you're using them is one, you have to make sure they're food-grade barrels. Two, you may have to make sure they had food-grade contents in them. Um, I have gotten buckets and stuff that were food-grade buckets, but had hydraulic fluid in them which now makes them no longer food grade. So keep that in mind when you're dealing with that. Um, so it's really kind of simple. Uh, my design is going to be each side of my shop will have a gutter that will run the length. The gutter will point towards the back of the shop, which is the shadier part of the shop. Um, the downspout will come down. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm going for the biggest gutter and the biggest downspout I can have since it's all running one direction. I don't want to have it get bottlenecked up in the gutter or in the downspout it will come down the downspout it will curve over and it will start coming across the top of the Gaylords now the first thing I'm going to have is there's going to be a ball valve that will open to not go to the Gaylords but to be dumped out so that valve will stay open to dump out into my pasture so that if, if I'm not there to supervise my, my rain catchment system I don't catch any water and that's fine. The reason is because if I get a rainstorm, and in northeast Texas, our rainstorms are usually at least an inch over the matter of an evening or more. So as the water comes down, it automatically dumps out into my pasture, which means I'm flushing my gutters and I'm flushing my pipe. Now, that valve there, it will open and dump to the pasture. Just behind that valve will be another valve that will be closed. That valve will be the valve that feeds my multiple Gaylords, my 250-gallon tanks. So when I get a rain and I know that my gutters are flushed, I will go down, I will shut the valve that dumps to my pasture, I will open the valve 
that feeds my tanks. Now, my design at this point is I can do nine tanks uh, across the back of my 30 by 30 shop. I'm only going to do eight. I'm going to do four off of each side. Um, so that will give me a 1,000 gallons of water per side of my shop. So that's 2,000 gallons. So then, so the downspout comes down. It catches the first valve that dumps to the property. I close that valve. I open the valve that will feed the tanks. Now, each tank on the top of it will have its own valve to shut off each tank so the water is not going into each tank. I want to be efficient and dump water to one tank at a time. So, therefore, if I need to dump a tank, I can dump a tank and not have it affect the others. There's no need in having four quarter-filled tanks. I'd rather fill one tank up at a time and then go to the next one and the next one and so on and so forth. And then if I choose to, I can have another dump at the end that dumps back out into the pasture so that if I forget and there's a bad rainstorm, I don't overflow my gutters. It overflows and dumps back out into the pasture. Uh, kind of a pressure release valve or pop valve like you would have on a, on a hot water tank. That's kind of my idea. Um, so that's really it. If you can get, you, there's designs out there, and I've built a couple designs for a 55 gallon drum. That's fine. If you can get the Gaylords, that would be better because these Gaylords, again, they're 250 gallon tanks. That equates to five 55 gallon drums cubed. So, therefore, that's actually a much more efficient way of doing it. I'm going to use less fittings. I'm going to use less hardware. Um, yes, they will not be able to be moved around as easy, uh, but that's okay because they're going to go behind my shop and be out of the way. Um, if you could get to where you could harness that kind of rain and that kind of fresh water, that would be awesome. Now, initially, in the initial burst of water that I get to these tanks when I get them done, and my goal is to have these have this water catchment system done by, by the fall of 2014. Um, so initially what I'm going to do is I've got another formula where you use, I've got a six-gallon bucket of uh, high-intensity pool shock. Okay, I use that for water purification. One heaping tablespoon of uh, sodium hydrochloride pool shock will treat 200 gallons of water. Okay, it will purify 200 gallons of water. Um, and I'm going to be filling these tanks with 250 gallons of water, so it will do the same thing. I'm going to put one heaping tablespoon of pool shock in each one of these tanks. I'm going to let the tanks fill up. I'm going to close off each tank as they fill up, and I'm going to let them sit for one to two weeks. Within that one to two weeks, the chlorine that's in there is going to dissipate, but it will also sterilize the inside of these Gaylords. After it's sat for a couple of weeks, every day I'll go out and I'll open up one tank and I will drain that back off into my pasture. This is now purified water. I'm sure that it will have a little bit of a chlorine taste or smell. That's not a big deal. You can drink it, but I'm just going to do it as a rinse, to do a first rinse. That way, if there was any chemicals or any other residual uh, residue left over from what was in the tank, I'm getting rid of that. So I don't have off-color, off-tasting water. Uh, so that's the goal. Rinse your tank, dump it. Now, when I'm from that, from that point on, all of my 
tanks will be fresh, clear, and ready to go. Now, 2,000 gallons of water is a lot of water. It, it will go. It will go as quicker than you think, but it will still go a long way. Now, keeping in mind that if you're in a grid-down scenario where you don't have access to water, I'm not going to purify the water after after the initial flush. I'm not going to purify the water in the tanks. That would be a waste of resources. Why would I use the chlorine and my uh, pool shock base as chlorine? Why would I use that to purify water that I'm going to flush down a toilet? I'm basically just going to store water in these tanks. Now, as I use buckets or a pump or whatever I decide to do later on after this phase, and I want to use a five-gallon bucket to fill the tank and the toilet to flush toilets, why do I need purified water? I don't. I'm just going to use straight water. Now, also, as, as I start to use these, one of these tanks, I'm sure I will hook up a hose picket to and use it for gardening. That's awesome. As I do this, I don't want to use chlorine in my garden. So I'm just going to use straight rainwater that's in the tanks. Again, that's the best water you can use. Now, for the water that I am going to use for cooking and drinking, I will purify that as I need it. Now, I have the water filter system. Some people use the Berkey. Uh, those are great. I don't happen to have one of those. I happen to have the porcelain ball uh, filter. That's what I use. So I will just take a five-gallon bucket of water from my tanks. I will pour it into my five-gallon bucket water filter system, and it will give me five gallons of drinking water. If I do that two to three times a day, again, I'm, I'm coming up with 15, 20 gallons of water drinkable in the house. I mean, if I wanted to turn around and have a separate 55-gallon drum uh, plastic jug that was just for drinking water that was already filtered, I could do that, and I could bring that closer to the house. Then anytime anybody went from the shop to the house, they could get a bucket of water, take it up, run it through the filter system, and we would always have clean drinking water. Uh, so that's just kind of my, my idea on uh, water and water pur- purification and uh rain catchment I think it's just kind of a short little idea Um, when I send this to Bob I'm also going to uh, send some pictures of designs that I've come up with for this and how I want to do it Um, I'll try to make the designs look as nice as possible Um, but again just something to think about start off even if you just start off with a rain catchment system at your house and you can do this anywhere. You can do this in an apartment on a balcony. You can catch water in a five-gallon bucket. If you just use it to water your plants, you've got to think about how much better the quality of the water is for your plants, and your plants are going to like it a lot better. Um, If you're in a house uh, or you've got a barn or a shop, if it's got a, a tar shingle roof, still catch that water. At least catch it in some kind of a big water trough or buckets or a 55-gallon drum with the, with the lid cut off, however you want to do it. Catch that water and use that water for your plants. Um, one of the things that people worry about a lot is uh, mosquitoes. If you catch water in an open container, you can. if it's, you're using a downspout, you can go, use the downspout to go into the, into the 55-gallon drum, let's say, and you can just cover it with a piece of screen. You can get some plastic screen at the hardware store. And you drape it over the 55-gallon drum, and then you basically just use a bungee cord 
as the screen wraps over the top of the drum, use a bungee cord to secure it to the top of the drum by going around the rim of the drum with a bungee cord. That will keep mosquitoes, for the most part, 99% of the time, from going into your tank. Uh, and if you have your, I would not let your water run onto the screen coming down the downspout because it will pull your screen into the jug, into the bucket. Or 55-gallon drum is what I'm calling them. Um, what I would do is actually cut a hole in the screen for the downspout or wrap the screen around the downspout and then around the 55-gallon drum. That will keep it clean or keep the mosquitoes and stuff out. And then you just basically remove the bungee cord as you decide to scoop out buckets of water. Um, at my house, I have one of the big, I'm going to say it's 100, 150, maybe 200-gallon water trough. Maybe it's Rubbermaid. And it sits at the corner of my house, and I catch water with it. Now, it, it does get green, and it can get nasty if it sits long enough. Usually I've got so much water running into it, and it's overflowing, that it's not that big a deal. But what I do is I've just got some like some milk jugs, plastic milk jugs, and orange juice containers, and I cut them cut the top off, and I cut away from the handle to create a, a bigger opening, and I just go out there and I scoop up. It's almost a gallon of water in each one, and I'll walk around my yard and I'll water my plants with rainwater. I'm not paying for the water. The water's free. The water came off my roof. I know where it came from. Um, it's it's rainwater, so it's great. It's got all the all the minerals in it that your plants love. Uh, so that's what I do. So start out with a five gallon bucket, a 55 gallon drum, a water trough, something like that, and work your way up. And if you want to do a rain catchment system and use 55 gallon drums, that's fine. Just whatever kind of a container that you use, if you're going to possibly be using this water for drinking, make sure one they are food grade plastic jugs in some way, whether they be 55-gallon drums, 250-gallon Gaylords, or whatever, however you do it. There's multiple ways to do that. One, make sure that it's food-grade plastic. Two, make sure that it was a food-grade contents. It'll be like syrup for soda machines, or the ones I've got, they, they were some kind of a food stabilizer, but it was food-grade chemicals that was in them. So once I do my purge, I'm very confident I can drink that. Um, a couple of the other things that people have mentioned was, well, I still, I'm probably still going to get some debris in my jugs, in my containers. I'm sure that I will get an occasional leaf. I'm sure I will get some residual pollen. I'm sure that I'm going to get an occasional stick in one of my containers. I'm not worried about that. Half, over half the water is going to go back into the ground and plants and whatever. And the water that I drink, I'm going to run it through a filter anyway. So it's going to be purified at some point anyway before I ingest it. Um, so anyway, there's some quick ideas on water uh, catchment. Um, it's just something to think about. Go online, look it up. Um, I will go on to Bob's uh, forum and I will be posting stuff. I still have a problem sometimes posting pictures, uh, but if need be, I can uh, send them to Bob, and he can turn around and post them uh, in an article or something like that. Or I can put them on the Facebook. That will probably work out even better. So uh, uh, thanks for stopping in. Uh, support Bob. Uh, support him through his Amazon page. Uh, I know that I do. Uh, everything we do, everything we order from Amazon, we go in through Bob's page to do it, so therefore he gets credit. All right, prep on, and uh, nice talking to you again. This has been Joe with Northeast Texas Preppers. Thank you much. Bye-bye.
All right, many thanks, Mexican Joe. Sounds like he's a little bit like me, and he likes to podcast while he's driving in his car. Of course, for this show, I'm not in the mobile studio. I'm in the comfort of my home office for a change, which is pretty good. Well, Mexican Joe, thanks. That was very informative. Thanks again for that submission. I have another guest submission that I'll probably play in about a week or two. If you want to do, if you want to do a guest podcast on this show, on today's survival show, I welcome it. I think it's great. Just send me an email, give me a basic outline of what you want to talk about, and then go ahead and send me an audio file. Once I look at your email and your outline, if I say, hey, yeah, that's cool. I'd love to put you on the show. Then just go ahead and do an audio. Uh, if you could keep it to about 30 minutes or less, that would be great. But if you have an area of expertise, I think a lot of listeners who listen to this would like to hear from you. I, I don't want this show to be always be about me. I want this to be a listener-participated show. And, and I've, I've interviewed a lot of listeners, and I've had a lot of listeners contribute content and so forth, so forth and I thank you very much for that. Now, I want, to f- I want to finish by saying stay positive, folks. Please stay positive. Uh, develop yourself. Develop yourself. Develop your frame of mind. Develop your psychological well-being. You know, I'll never forget Cody Lundeen saying that a lot of survival, and he was talking about wilderness survival when he made the comment. He said a lot of survival is psychological. Well, I really believe that that's true also just in our everyday lives. Stay away from the bad seeds. Stay away from the bad seeds and the people who are the naysayers, right? Remember what I always used to say. Put both of your hands up about, oh, four or five inches from their face. Both hands. Just open them up and say, hey, bad seed, get away. You're a bad seed, right? <laughs> people will look at you funny, but um, uh, be, be careful. Make sure you have distance in case they take a swing at you. <laughs> if you call them a bad seed. But seriously, I mean, they rub off on you. They rub off on you, and you got to stay away from what I call the Joe Neggies, the negative people. You know, the people that say, well, you can't do that, or you shouldn't be a prepper, you shouldn't be trying that stuff, because you know what? Nothing bad's ever going to happen anyway. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, and by the way, hey, who, who cares? At least you're doing what you want to do. You're living life on your own terms. If it helps you, if it benefits you, if it changes things about your life, then what does it matter whether anything bad happens to you or not? Don't listen to the negative people, okay? Um, for those of you who live here in the USA with me, I know I have international listeners, but those of you who live here in the United States of America, this is still a good country. This is still a free country. You can still today live pretty much the way you want to live, and you can mitigate the problems You can take the disasters that happen to you and you can turn them into inconveniences or very mild disasters if you just make a few changes. And that's what I like to talk about on this show. So that's kind of my wrap up. Thanks for listening to another episode of today's survival show, folks. I'm Bob Main, and it's my goal to help you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next time. Goodbye.